0: Uh, we're going to go to the book of John right now John chapter 8 John chapter 8 verse 1 Once again we, we are deal trying to deal with just some of the passages that a lot of people just want to avoid we, we don't ever want to have to we shouldn't ever avoid anything that's in the Bible I mean if it's there we're supposed to teach the whole council and you know, we're not afraid to Try to answer some hard questions and try to go and look at what the Bible says and find out exactly what it is that God expects. And tonight, this might seem like a really weird subject for a church, but I think it is a very good subject and uh, something that we ought to think about. But here's, here's the question, or I guess the title of the message, and that is, do we still need the death penalty? Do we still need the death penalty? I mean, you know, taking somebody's life is a pretty serious thing. And we see in the Old Testament that they definitely believed in the death penalty. I mean, uh, we are going to look at all the people that they stoned. Okay, Not just all the people they put to death. Because uh, there's a lot more of those. We didn't have time to go through all of those. But all the people that they just stoned, that is not a way I would want to be executed. At least nowadays... They do the lethal injections and things, and I'm guessing that that sounds pretty easy. But uh, I'd rather get my head cut off or firing squad or hung than stoned. But they did that very, it was a very common thing. And in our society today, you know, we look at, you know, we, our society, we think that we're this highly evolved, I mean, just, such an advanced society, and we 're not I mean if there was such thing as cavemen, if anything, we 're going back to the caveman that 's how we are in our society. but um, the people will look at the scriptures and all the people they stone, and wow, what a barbaric thing that they did. you know what a barbaric society you know what kind of God would tell people to stone people well. We're going to look and see what the Bible has to say about it. But before we do that, I want to go to John chapter 8. Because this passage of Scripture, a lot of people will take this Scripture and say, Jesus was doing away with the death penalty here. And, uh, well, we don't want to assume that too quick. And I don't want to just give it all away and say if He is or if He isn't. So we're going to go and look at what the Bible has to say concerning this. But in John chapter 8, verse 1, Jesus went into the Mount of Olives and early in the morning He came again into the temple and all the people came unto Him. And He sat down and taught them and the scribes and Pharisees brought unto Him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto Him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Which makes me ask the question, where was the guy then? Why did they just bring the woman? That verse 5 now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned but what sayest thou notice i said the law the bible says she needs to be stoned but what do you say now they're trying they the pharisees they're always trying to trip up jesus they're trying to get him in trouble and if he says don't stone her well then he's going against the law and so we you know, you can't listen to him, but if he says stone her, Jesus, this guy who's supposed to be so loving and compassionate, wants us to you know throw rocks at this lady until she's dead. And so they could use that to make people not like him too. But Jesus, boy, you know, they couldn't fool him. They did not even a chance. But it says in verse six this they said, tempting him, that he might that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down with his finger, wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not. He just kind of ignores them, just gets down. He's not paying attention. I don't know if they were expecting Jesus because of his righteousness, because of how holy he was. Whenever they bring this woman, Jesus be like, oh, "That's wicked," you know, and just start condemning her himself. And but he just kind of ignores, gets down. Stoops on the ground and and starts writing, and this reminds me of a story. I don't even know if I should tell this. I don't, but I might, this this one might be pushing it. But this is a Catholic version of what happened in the story. All right. it's a joke. It's not real, but uh, the way the Catholics teach, they bring this woman taken in adultery to Jesus, and Jesus ignores him. He says, "He that is without sin." Let him cast the first stone. And nobody's really doing anything. And then all of a sudden, there's this lady that's standing there and she picks up a rock and throws it, hits that lady right in the temple, kills her. Dead. And Jesus looks and says, Mother, you just totally ruined my illustration. I <laughs> Mary, she's supposed to be without sin. But anyway... Lame joke. I, uh, I just, I, could, I couldn't help but think of that. I had to tell it. I, just, I, I had to do it. But uh, it says, and so he continued asking, and uh, him he lifted up himself and said to them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And he again stooped down and rode on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted up Himself and saw none but the woman, He said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. What a wonderful story that is about Jesus taking someone who did deserve to die according to the law and He forgave her. And He leaves her with this challenge and this command, go and sin no more. And thank God that's what He's in the business of doing today. He is in the business of restoring people. And um, you know, when you do something wrong, okay, God doesn't just strike you with the bolt of lightning. He doesn't just kill you. He doesn't just throw you into hell. Even though you deserve it. Even though we all deserve it. He doesn't do that. He tells us to go and sin no more. He forgives us and asks us just to not do it again. And if we do it again, he still continues to forgive us. So, was Jesus is this passage enough to say that Jesus did away with the death penalty? Well, we're not going to answer that just yet. We're going to go back and we're going to look at some death the death penalty, a lot of people. And there, if you want to try to follow, we're going to, uh, we might read through all these. I don't know. There's there's a bunch. But we're going to look at people who were stoned. All right. So go to Exodus chapter 21. There was a lot of other people that they were supposed to put to death. We, we didn't have time to go through all of them. There's, there's a lot. So we're just going to look at people that were stoned. Because this was probably a more cruel way to be put to death. This is not a way I would want to go. In some countries and in some cultures, they still do the stoning. In some cultures, the way they do it they will bury the person up to their neck. And then people will start throwing rocks at their face until they die and until the rocks will pile over that head. And that's their burial. I mean, just, it's a horrible thing. I can't even imagine watching something like this. And you know what? There are some preachers out there that you would swear they want to go back to stoning everybody. And. They will use these scriptures to justify it and I really uh, I, boy, I don't want to stone anybody I, I really don't I can't imagine throwing rocks at somebody until they died but let's look at the uh, look at some of these people that were stoned first of all as per, uh, if an animal killed a person the own, the animal and the owner depending on the circumstances Exodus chapter 21 verse 28 through 29. If an ox gore a man or a woman they die, then the ox shall surely be stoned and his flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall be quit. But if the ox were wont to push with his horn in time past, and it has been testified to his owner that he hath not kept him in, but he hath killed a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned and his owner also shall be put to death. So, if an animal killed somebody, they put down the animal. I believe they still even do that today with dogs. I mean... If a dog goes and mauls some kid, they usually put him to death. Uh, a lot of times, you know, they'll put him to sleep. They don't stone him, but they'll, they'll put him down. But if also the owner would, if it was known that, hey, your ox is mean and it's dangerous and they didn't do anything to protect people around them from them, then that owner would be held accountable. And, like, you know, I don't think we ought to be stoning people, but, you know what, people ought to be accountable for their animals. You know, I'm sick of people... I hate hearing stories of somebody's stupid dog mauling some little kid. I think, I mean, that is just ridiculous. It shouldn't happen. You might remember that story a while back about a lady that had a chimpanzee that like pretty much ate the face off another woman. And she survived. I mean, listen, if you're going to have some more dangerous pets, you better be responsible for them. And people ought to know that if I don't control my pet, it's, I'm gonna be in big trouble. And that's the way they did it in the Bible. They went as far as stoning them. Not saying we ought to go that far. But also those who sacrifice their children to other gods. Leviticus chapter twenty, verse one through five, those that would give of their seed to Molech, we've talked about him before, it was this statue that they would go and they would uh they would burn this fire in that statue and get the statue real burning hot, and the arms would get red hot, and they would put their babies in the arms of the statue and burn their babies to death. And it was a horrible uh disgusting pagan act that they did back in those days. And Israel got involved in it several times. And God said, anybody that does that, he said, to stone them. Also, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 27. This is this one here is more and more common in our society today. A man also, or a woman that hath a familiar spirit, or that is a wizard, Shall surely be put to death, they shall stone them with stones, their blood shall be upon them. A wizard or a woman with the familiar spirit, a witch. There's another verse that says, "Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live." You know, pretty harsh. You're a witch? Estonium. Blasphemers. Leviticus chapter 24, verses 10 through 17. This story is an interesting one. Leviticus 24, verse 10, And the son of an Israelitish woman, whose father was an Egyptian, went out among the children of Israel. And this son of the Israelitish woman and a man of Israel strove together in the camp. And the Israelitish woman's son blasphemed the name of the Lord and cursed. And they brought him unto Moses. And his mother's name was Shelemeth, the daughter of of the tribe of Dan. And they put him inward that the mind of the Lord might be showed them. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying... So here's a guy. He blasphemed the name of the Lord. Very common practice in our society today. I challenge you to go to a ball game and see if you don't hear somebody blaspheme the name of the Lord. Watch a movie. See if you don't hear somebody blaspheme the name of the Lord. Very, very common practice. And it says in verse 13, And the Lord... Spake unto Moses, saying, Bring forth him that hath cursed without the camp, and let all that heard him lay their hands upon his head, and let all the congregation stone him. Whoa! You're going to stone him for blaspheming. Verse 23, And Moses spake unto the children of Israel that they should bring forth him that cursed out of the camp and stone him with stones. And the children of Israel did as the Lord commanded Moses. Stoned them. And the question that keeps coming, are we still supposed to be doing this? Are we, can we stone blasphemers? When we went to Israel back, back in 2000, I went to Israel in the real, strict, hardcore, orthodox Jewish areas. If you are a woman, and you are in their territory, not dressed in a way that they think is appropriate, they'll start throwing rocks at you. They won't kill you. But they will like start throwing things at you, yelling at you cursing at you until you get out of their neighborhood. But you know what when you read the Bible, it's like, wait a minute, maybe they're not that far off. So you know, and people do they get embarrassed they'll get embarrassed by this. but let's keep going. Another one in numbers chapter 15 verse 32 through 36, we're not going to read it, but there was a man who was gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. He was doing work. On Saturday, they're like, what do we do? They go to the Lord. The Lord said, stone him. He stoned him, put him to death. Uh, murderers. That is, uh, Numbers 35, verse 16 through 19. You murdered somebody, they would stone them. Um, those who would try to get others to follow after other gods. Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 6 through 11. Let's go ahead and read that one. Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 6 through 11. If thy brother, the son of thy mother, the son of thy daughter, or the wife of thy bosom, or thy friend, which is as thine own soul, so he says, your close family, I mean your father, your mother, your brother, your best friend, Entice thee secretly, saying, Let us go and serve other gods which thou hast not known, thou nor thy fathers, namely of the gods of the people which are round about you, nigh unto thee, or far off from thee, from the one end of the earth, even unto the other end of the earth. Thou shalt not consent unto him, nor hearken unto him, neither shall I pity him, neither shalt thou spare, uh, neither shalt thou conceal him. But thou shalt surely kill him. Thine hand shall be first upon him, to put into death and afterwards the hand of all the people. And thou shalt stone him with stones that he die because he has sought to thrust thee away from the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And all Israel shall hear and fear and shall do no more any such wickedness as this is among you. Can you imagine? God said, hey, if your mother... Says, hey, let's go serve another God. You need to turn her in, lay your hands on her first, and be the first one throwing stones at her. Your mother, your brother, your best friend. Can you imagine? Forgetting other, trying to get you to serve another God. Can you imagine if, let's say, Brother Lonnie, He decides, you know, I went and visited the Mormon Church, and I know they serve other gods over there. But man, I think their gods are better. And he goes recruiting, and he goes talk to somebody, and listen, man, I I love Brother Lonnie. If he did that, I'd be disappointed in him. But man, I'm I'm not going to be ready to stone him to death. I mean, that's that's I'm just I'm going to admit that's hard. Tell you, a lot of people, they, oh man, you know, they don't even want to read this stuff. But it's there, it's in the Bible. Those, they were also supposed to stone those who serve other gods. Alright, Numbers, or Deuteronomy 17, 1 through 6. Here's the one for you Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 18. Deuteronomy 21, verse 18. If a man have a stubborn and rebellious son, I don't know why it doesn't say daughter here. But it just says, son. It says, a man have a stubborn and rebellious son which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother and that when they have chastened him will not hearken unto them. Then shall his father and his mother lay hold on him and bring him out into the elders of the city and under the gate of his place and they shall say unto the elders of this city, this our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. And all the men of his city shall stone him with stones that he die. So shalt thou put away evil from among you, and all Israel shall hear and fear. Can you imagine? I mean, to do that to your own child, but he won't listen. He's stubborn. He's rebellious. He's a drunkard. He's a glutton. But that was what God said. Also, a damsel who gets married and they find out that she's not a virgin. Deuteronomy 22, 20-21. She was supposed to be stoned. A man who lies with a woman that is someone else's wife. And the woman, if she doesn't cry out, they were, uh, then they would both be stoned. So, I mean, here we just see all these people and it's horrible to think about. But God said to do it. Why did, why did God have him do that? Well, first of all, think about it. If we did this, Okay, if we started stoning everybody for all these things, first of all, murderers. Okay, you know how many second and third offenders there are. Well, if you killed them for it the first time, they'd never do it again, would they? So we'd we'd have a lot less murders. Also, also, you know, so obviously, you solve the problem. Now oh, we got a killer here. stone them. We don't have a killer anymore. It's the problem's taken care of. Also. Those that hear the sentence are going to be afraid to commit the same crime. Can you imagine if we were regularly, you know, you are going outside and you're seeing somebody in the middle of town getting stoned? Your kids are like, "Dad, why why is he getting stoned?" Ah, well, he committed adultery or killed somebody. You know what your kids are going to be like? I am never going to do that. (laughs) I mean, you know how? I mean, that's going to be a pretty good deterrent. But so, why does it? So why don't we do it now? Should we do it now? Well, the answer. The answer is no. The answer. Is, so why? But then, why did they do it back then? Why if we're not supposed to be doing all this now? Isn't the law of God perfect? Well, why? Why should? Why don't we do it now? Well, first of all, when God gave them that Old Testament law. Remember, God, when He created this world, it was a paradise. It was perfect. It was man that messed it up, wasn't it? And then, man, they kept, they kept messing up. God picked one nation. He's like, I want one nation. I want one nation that's holy. And God gave them a perfect law that if fulfilled, if, if, if you obeyed it all, if, if we as a nation, if America, as a nation, we started obeying the law of God wholly and completely, We'd pretty much have paradise in this country. But here's the thing God was also trying to teach them. That you can't be you can't be good enough to earn heaven. You can't keep my law. This is this is this law is what God expects. God hates sin that much. Listen, God didn't like seeing people get stoned and seeing people get killed, but God hates sin and God was showing them this is what is necessary. To be good enough and to be holy. This is the expectation I expect you to live up to, and the truth is nobody can do it. And the other thing is, too, is I wonder how many of us would be alive if we still did these things. Aren't you thankful that we don't do that anymore? You know how many people there are, you know, here in our church that and people that people that you know that before they got saved, they did a lot of these wicked things they blasphemed the name of God. I mean they they did many of these things they maybe they were a, they were an adulterous person, but thank God he was merciful to them and he saved them and they quit those things and the truth is that's what God wants today. God is wanting to see people get right he's wanting to see them change he's wanting to see them give their hearts to Christ. God's not wanting. To just go killing everybody. So, does this mean no death penalty across the board? Does this mean, you know, Pastor Tom, are you saying that you are anti-death penalty? Well, I will say that I am anti-stoning. Okay, I don't think I don't think we need we need to stone anybody. But biblically, though, all right, biblically speaking, because I personally speaking, like I was this kind of doing this morning. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that I'm just like, why do we waste time with them? You know, they got bin Laden's son-in-law right now. It's like, why do we even wasting time with this guy? You know, hang him. I mean that's just kind of the attitude that I have. But uh, the truth is the death, when it comes to the death penalty, is the death penalty okay? Well, the death penalty was something that God actually instituted before he gave the law. In Genesis chapter nine. After the flood, in verse 1, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, and the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, and upon every beast of, or fowl of the air, and upon all that moveth upon the earth, and upon all the fishes of the sea. Into your hand are they delivered. God gave mankind. We have dominion over the planet. Okay, this planet is ours. Now I'm not saying we ought. I'm not trying to be go all environmentalist on you, but I'm not saying that means we can go tear it apart and burn everything up and destroy it. Not saying that. But this planet's ours. Okay, it was made to be inhabited. God gave us things like oil. Thank God. If we've got it, we ought to go drill it. God gave us water. We ought to go. If we we ought to go drink it. God gave us the animals that we can use for whatever purpose, whether it be for farming or whether it be. For even eating he give he allows that here. But in verse three, every moving or verse four, but the flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. We don't even eat in the blood. All right, that's that's gross. Don't do that. He says, And surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast will I require it, and at the hand of man at the hand of man every man's brother will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. So God before God gave that law that we've been reading about all the stoning, for all mankind, God said, I'm giving man dominion over the earth. And if you shed man's blood, by man shall your blood be shed. Notice how it says at the hand of every man's brother. I require if we uh, I don't know if I don't even know if we have the death penalty in Illinois but if, if you go and you kill somebody in Illinois it's probably going to be a fellow American a fellow Illinoisan from your own state that's going to put you to death and that's that's kind of how they did it in the Bible God instituted human government there okay as men, we are supposed to come together and make some laws. But so well that's still that's Old Testament. Well, let's look at what the New Testament says. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2, we see that even after Jesus Christ uh tells that adulterous woman to go and sin no more. Look at what First Peter chapter 2 verse 13 says. it says, "...submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the King as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by Him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, Amen. as free, not as using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God." Honor the king, right here. God's saying, submit yourself unto the ordinances of man. Okay, this is one of the passages of scripture I don't really like. Okay, but hey, it's in the Bible. We're not supposed to just pick the ones we like and follow those, and ignore the ones we don't like. We've got to submit ourselves to the ordinances of man. Well, what if man puts an ordinance that says that we got to kill people for doing wrong? Well, Romans chapter thirteen, verse one. It says, "...let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil." Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. Why is he using a sword? Execution. Okay, He beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause, pay ye tribute also. What? Pay ye tribute also? we got to pay taxes too. For they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. So, we see here, I mean, this is New Testament. Paul's talking and he says these people are ministers to God. So as long as the people that they're putting to death or executing, it lines up with biblical law, it's okay. Alright? I'm not saying, well what if they say, if you go to church and you're a Christian, they're gonna kill you? Okay, well obviously we're allowed to run. (laughs) Obviously, uh, you know, we don't have to, you know, if, uh, there's lines that you can cross, but God did clearly throughout the Bible. When it comes to the shedding of man's blood, by man, your blood is to be shed. By that human government that's in place. These other things that we read about with the stoning, that was, it was really for the Jewish people. It was something that God said, this is what I want you to do in your nation. This is what you have to do to be a holy nation. But did they succeed in doing that? Absolutely not. They failed miserably. I mean, they miserably failed. But we are—we are not Israel. Okay, so does that mean that God's okay with all those things? Absolutely not. God, all those things that we read about, that people, God's not doesn't want you blaspheming. But Jesus also said that God forgives blaspheming every manner of blasphemy, with the exception of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. That's another subject there, but you don't want to cross that line and blaspheme the Holy Spirit. But we see that uh, when it comes to killing somebody, that it is still in place in the Bible. So then, what what is Christians supposed to do? Okay. Well, listen. This does not nothing nothing that we read in the Bible tonight gives the church authority to go executing people. Absolutely none many executions that have taken place throughout human history. It's been under the hands it's been by I want to say I'm gonna say the church. However, when I say the church, understand I'm including all the false religions that call themselves churches. That there listen, that is not the way God intended it to be. At Liberty Baptist Church, it we are supposed to be an independent local church, a called out assembly. Liberty Baptist Church it does not need to take over the Rock Falls government and start making our own laws. That is something that is separate. That's something that clearly that's supposed to be separate. In Liberty Baptist Church, we have no business going and executing anybody. Okay, it's not going to happen. Us as Christians. Now, God may put some of you. Uh, he may call some of you to go into public service and to work in the government and be a leader somewhere in the government. God may call somebody to, a Christian to do that, and then that's where we've got to figure that out and make the laws of, you know, okay, what justifies execution. We've got to figure that out, and personally, I think in our country, we don't do enough of it. That's what I personally feel. But that doesn't mean I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have the right to take the Bible and say, well, look, God says these people all get killed. And our state's not killing them, so you know what? I'm going to do the job myself. That would still be murder. That would be wrong. No business doing that. We've got to submit ourselves to the ordinances. And as Christians, what we're supposed to be doing, this is, this is supposed to be our business, okay? We let man you know, make their laws. We try to influence them however we can when it comes to you know, just voting or going into public office. But us as Christians, what we're supposed to be in the business of doing is restoring people. We're supposed to be trying to see people get saved. There's somebody that's in prison and on death row. We ought to be willing to take the gospel to that person and tell them how to be saved. Because the truth is, there are many Christian people out there. They're doing great things for God. That were that are murderers. That they didn't get put to death, and God has changed their life. The Apostle Paul, he was a murderer, killed Christians. God used him. In a great way. I mean no I mean pretty much any sin that you can think of that was worthy of the death penalty, there's somebody either they're in the Bible or maybe even somebody that you know about personally that by that old testament law should have been killed. And when it comes down to it, if we're all really honest, there's not one of us that doesn't deserve to be stoned. We see that you know, adultery and murder was worthy of stoning. But Jesus said, "If you just do it in your heart, you're worth. You know, you've committed that sin. Well, pretty much every probably everybody's done that. The truth is, all of us deserve to be stoned. But thank God, He's been merciful to us." And that's what we need to be doing as Christians: is going out there and not figuring out who all we're allowed to stone and who all that we, you know, the Bible says ought to die. We ought to be going and looking at everybody as souls and say, "Hey, what can we? How can we get the gospel to them? How can we get them to turn their life over to Christ?" That's what we're supposed to be all about. Second Peter three nine: The Lord is not slack concerning His promises; some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish. But that all should come to repentance. God does not want you to die in your sins. Us as a church, if we went and let's let's just say, if everybody that came to Liberty Baptist Church, we were all perfect. Okay, all right, boy, that's so not true. But let's just say it was. All right, we're we're not we're all perfect. We don't commit any of these sins. We never have. We never do. All right. And then we just we go and we start stoning everybody that commits these sins. Well, after you stone somebody, do they have a chance of getting saved? <laughs> Absolutely not. That's why they need to get saved because they're sinners. And I tell you, I just I just I cringe sometimes. You'll hear some preachers they'll they'll go and they'll look at these scriptures and be like, "We need to be putting these people to death." Well, shouldn't we be giving them the gospel? I mean, if the government, I guess if they decide that something is worthy of death that lines up with the Bible, we can we can talk about submitting to it. But as far as us as Christians, we just need to be trying to restore people. And that's what Christians have always been in the business of doing. And that's what we ought to be in the business of doing. The truth is, so most of us here, if we uh, still follow these laws completely... We all would have been killed before we got saved. Most of the people in this town would have gotten killed for that chance to get saved. How in the world would we be able to fulfill that great commission if we're killing everybody? It's it's not going to happen. And you know, and the church has definitely has no business killing people. But even in America during the early days, it was kind of churches that were. Heading up a lot of these things, and you hear the stories of the, you know, the Salem witch trials and things, and they were always going and, and killing these witches and stuff, and just because. And what they should have been doing was preaching the gospel to them. Listen, I hate witchcraft. Witchcraft is as wicked as all get out. But you know, I'm not going to go out stoning witches or throwing buckets of water on them to see if they melt, or I'm not. I'm not going to do that to them. I ought to try to give them the gospel. That's what. It's all, that's what it's all about. That's what we should be in the business of doing. So, do we still need the death penalty? I think it's safe to say that for the shedding of man's blood, that that is clear that our, our human government, we should, if we're, if we're the right kind of nation, we will set up a government that has some of that in place. And uh, I definitely think that that is appropriate. However, I don't want to be the executioner. And we, a lot of times we have this attitude that we, we want to be the executioner. We're a judge, jury, and executioner. We, we put things in place for that. And we need to submit ourselves to those things. And if you don't like them, if you would like to start killing more people for these things, run for office and see if you can get it in our laws. <laughs> but until, until then, we have to, Submit with what they have. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go to the prisons and start killing people myself. I do not have any right to do that whatsoever. That would still be murder. That is up to, uh, the higher, higher powers of the side. And so hopefully that answered that question for you. And so, and hopefully the big question, why did God, why did they do it then? God was showing them this is what it takes to be a holy nation. And what, it, and what it was supposed to do is cause us to look at ourselves and be able to answer the question and say, we can't do that. And then, what it should do is call us to just call on Christ for mercy and for salvation. That's what He wants. So let's all stand together with our heads bowed and eyes closed.